Welcome to Minority Landlords Podcast, your manual to financial freedom. Are you looking to escape the nine to five rat race? Do you wanna earn passive income while building generational wealth for you and your family and don't know how to get started? Well, you're at the right place. Here at Minority Landlords, we're here to help educate minorities about real estate investing. And now your host, Pepe Amoti. Hey guys, this is Pepe, the host of Minority Landlords podcast. We are literally the world's first minority landlords podcast. At least that's what I think. <laughs> and I am more than excited to share this journey with you all. This, this project has been in the works for the last year and some change. And I have finally decided to pull the plug find time to fit it in my extremely busy schedule and get it started. Uh, I'm just super psyched to give minorities a platform to learn how to get started from zero, absolutely zero, both knowledge and resource wise, so you all can kill it and become successful in real estate. The goal for this is to provide you all with the education and resources, all the resources necessary to be able to see you all succeed in your own investing journey and so are to extremely new heights. And we have the tools here at Minority Landlords that will help get you all there. So feel free to go on our website, minoritylandlords.com and reach out to us with any questions you have and we will be more than delighted to get back to you. If you're a minority landlord, lender, agent and whatnot and would like to make a guest appearance on the show, please feel free to contact us through there as well. Again, the site, the link is minoritylandlords.com. Since this is a first episode, I will give you guys some details on how this show will be structured, an intro on who I am and where I am with my, with my real estate journey. I'll also talk about my first deal as an inspiration for you folks to take that leap of faith and jump in as well. So the structure of the podcast to be 20 to 30 minutes episode once a week on Wednesdays. I will try my absolute best to be consistent every week. That'll be my goal now. Every week on Wednesdays, I'll be dropping a new episode and it will be covering topics in real estate. I'll be discussing several topics and subjects that will help you all succeed in your own real estate ventures. I'll also be bringing minority real estate investors on air at some point to sh so they could share their real estate journey how they got started where they are at what they've learned and where they're trying to head with their investing in addition to the guest investors we will also be interviewing lenders agents and all the right folks that will bring value to you all there will be a lot of learning and hopefully actions on your end because at the end of the day the action is what really matters. You've got to take that leap of faith and jump in. So as you can see from the title, from refugee to financial freedom at age 26, that's, that's where I am currently. I have a small, about couple million dollar portfolio, which includes single family, triplexes, and a fiveplex. And right now I'm focusing my energy and resources in acquiring big apartment complexes through syndication. I'll talk more about syndication in another episode. Point is I have experience in several asset classes and I'm looking forward to pass you all the knowledge I've learned along the way. 
And to be clear, financial freedom in these uh, first few phases just means that your living expenses are covered through passive income. These first few phases of financial freedom doesn't mean you're wealthy enough to go out there and buy a jet or some, you know, you have all kinds of money. No, but rather it's a phase where you do not need, you do not really need a job or you, you don't need to stay at a job where the job tasks or the people you work with are just sucking the life out of you. And in this phase, you can quit your job and look for something else that you find more fulfilling, even if it pays less, since you, you have all your passive income coming in and taking care of your expenses and even some savings left as well. And in this phase, you can even quit altogether your job and spend time with your loved ones. I want to start you all at these first few phases of financial freedom, you know, where you are free to go out there and do what you love. So it's very easy to get to this to, to that point just by buying few good deals. You have to buy a few good deals and you should be able to reach to that. So let's start from these first few phases and, and, and take baby steps from here. Because remember, Lao Tzu, the late ancient Chinese philosopher and writer once said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. All right, the single step. Anyways, let's get to this. It's about me and my real estate journey. I'm a refugee from Congo in Central Africa. I left my country due to war, the biggest war casualty-wise since World War II. People are slaughtered like animals. Roughly 6 million people have perished from it, and unfortunately, it's still going on even right now. And escaped and moved to Uganda. Uh, back then, I lived in Uganda for six years as refugees. We lived in extreme poverty. You had to walk for miles and miles to go to school just to be chased for school fees or for having uniform and shoes that have holes in it. And it was quite a hard time. I started my entrepreneurial journey at a young age. We sold tea. I sold tea when I was around age 13 years old in the ghettos of Uganda called Chivulu. We sold tea to everyone, including drug addicts in the ghettos of Uganda where I live. Uh, we did that for a couple of years until we were granted asylum in the United States. I, I loved when, back when I was 13 years old selling tea in the streets. That used to be one of my favorite things to do. Right? And I, because I just had that entrepreneurial spirit, and that's why I said, like, you know, they never despise the days of small beginnings, those small things that end up getting you where you are, you are at sometimes in life. So, yeah, so we're there until doing that, selling tea until we're granted asylum in the United States in 2009, and I was so happy. I was ecstatic coming to America in 2009. I was excited to come in this country where I was told I can be whatever I want to be as long as I put in the work. So I decided I will do whatever it takes to make being a refugee not to be a punishment, but rather an opportunity to continue my dreams and goals outside of my country. I barely could speak English when I came in this country, but I was ready to achieve my financial, my financial, well, my American dream, but also financial freedom, right? <laughs> Worked hard in high school and college, graduating both in 
in with honors surprisingly i don't know how that happened i i tried studying several businesses and they all failed but always keep trying until something work out folks and after college i worked over 100 hours every week i worked in corporate america doing revenue cycle and billing full-time i did that also several gigs on the side including working in a group home and whatnot and i was able to buy rental properties over the course of the last three and something years currently i own properties in massachusetts and ohio branching out to ohio got to teach me a lot about out-of-state investing actually how to manage properties remotely and so on and i was able to quit and actually quit my full-time corporate job at the end of age 26 years old to focus more on real estate and other side gigs for now which is what i'm doing right so that's kind of a little background about who i am what i'm doing what I've done and what I hope to do. First deal story, I'll tell you folks. I was 23 years old. I knew nothing about real estate. It's never really crossed my mind. I had tried several businesses in college, like I said, and after college, they all failed, apart from one of my nonprofits, which, which did okay. It was a service with a mission of empowering seniors through technology. But since my corporate job was in Boston and the nonprofit was in Maine, I decided to stop it since it wasn't really enough to help me make a living out of it. So I was stuck living at my parents' house while working corporate. But even still, I knew I wanted to start something, some kind of business, but I didn't know what to do. One day I was on the train, bored out of my mind, and I decided I needed to start reading books on the train to be more productive. <laughs> that day, I went to the library and got two books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the other one was a book about multifamily investing for beginners, something like that. I don't remember. I don't quite remember. It's, it was a pretty boring book anyways. Anyways, I read that book and I was like, oh, cool. Mind you, that was my first time reading a non-school required book. I never used to be a reader, but now I'm a, I'm a huge fan of reading. After more than a month or so of slowly reading it, I jumped into Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that's when the switch turned on. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going in. That Rich Dad, Poor Dad book by Robert Kiyosaki, that book opened my mind about money and investing like never before. And I decided I don't want to work for money, but rather I want my money to work for me, which is also one of the lessons taught in, in the book. I did some research also and found out that I can make money four different ways in real estate. Unlike the traditional nine to fives where we just trade our time for money and that money gets heavily taxed as well. I figured with real estate, I can make money through appreciation, right? The home value increase usually increases over time. The cash flow, the leftover after expenses are paid off every month, tax incentives, deductions such as depreciation, you're getting a lot of tax breaks in that, and mortgage pay down, where you're having your rental income from tenants pay off your mortgage. Tenants are basically buying you their property little by little if you look at it. And I was pumped after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and doing some Google searches about real estate. But what I did next, please don't do it, <laughs> all right? I had about 40K also saved and I was ready to make that money work for me. <laughs> I went ahead and talked to my coworker who, who is a realtor and asked uh, ask her to meet with me to, so she could tell me about the buying process. She agreed and we met. And after that meeting that day, I went full force looking for a property on Zillow, not deals, just a property anything just a property i i did i didn't i didn't know how to uh, to find a property the only thing i knew was like i can get a property with a 3.5 percent down payment and those basic stuff 
I knew I could afford a three unit apartment moving in one of the units and the other two tenants rent pay payment will pay all my bills associated with running the property while I'm living there on in one of the units free of charge. And I was like, that's a good idea. I knew I knew I could make that work. So I went looking for a three units, three family property and I found one. I didn't care about anything. All I wanted was to jump in. Very risky. Again, please do more due diligence than that. Anyways, I bought the triplex and moved in in one of the units. I was more than happy being a landlord, but super, super terrified to meet my tenants since they, they were all way older than me. As a matter of fact, old enough to be my, my parents. They were like my parents, my parents age and up. So when I went to meet with, my, with them for the first time to introduce myself, I brought my dad with me so that they think that it's a family business and I'm not the only one running the show. I kept saying, we, we are your new landlord. <laughs> Very terrified, hoping they don't ever find out that that baby-faced little boy upstairs is their landlord. Only thing I knew about being a landlord was collecting rent. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how I would handle maintenance issues, etc. I had thought of it and I was like, yeah, if I get any maintenance calls, I'll just Google professionals in the area then whenever the problem arises. And guess what? The problem did come. First problem I got was a couple of months after closing, one of my tenants texted me saying that their furnace is not working. I didn't know what a furnace was. So I Googled, what is a furnace? <laughs> I was terrified to sound clueless. And while I'm Googling what is a furnace, I'm reading about what a furnace is. He sent another message saying, my furnace is not working, but I'm not sure if it's a problem with the thermostat. And I was like, I was so confused. So I had to Google, what is a thermostat? <laughs> right? So being young from a different country and now a landlord, I've always lived in rentals. I was, I was, I was so confused. Right? I was so confused and, and very lost. I was terrified to look or sound as if I didn't know what I was doing when dealing with my tenants. And I don't recommend you folks having completely zero knowledge whatsoever. But what I recommend is never to be scared to take a leap of faith because a lot of time in this business, it ends up working out because that property was purchased in 2018 for $310,000. Today, it's valued at over $570,000. I've never put in even one penny out of my pocket to pay for mortgage and all costs associated with it because tenants rent pay off for all of that. It cash flows so great and I get big, big tax savings every year from it as well. It ended up being one of my best deals though I've done several other great deals since then. The moral of the story here is it's possible. It's possible coming from absolutely zero, no knowledge at all, just the hunger to succeed jumping in with full faith and achieving financial freedom through real estate guys and i want to teach minorities how you too can achieve that by giving you free resources and education on how you can do it in spite of your situation it's time for us to break the cycle of poverty in minority communities by knowing that you don't need to be a millionaire or come from well-off family or wealthy family to achieve financial freedom. 
we have FHA programs and a bunch of other programs where you need to put very minimal amount of money to get started in real estate and grow from there. And in this podcast, I'll be teaching you all how to get started in real estate, my experience as a millennial, as a minority real estate investor and teach different real estate topics and interview folks that will bring value to you all through sharing the experiences and expertise on various topics related to real estate investing. And I'm looking forward to the next episode to get started and just jump in with the topics. But one more last thing, friends. Always, always strive with absolute responsibility to be better and to achieve. Don't don't have a victim mentality. Oh, because I'm black or Spanish or can speak the language and whatnot. Hence why I'm not succeeding or cannot do this and that. Try changing that mindset and believe in yourself that it's possible. I remember reading an African proverb once that said, when there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. Yes, I'm talking to you. You are your own enemy. We are our own enemies. I know it sucks being discriminated us day in and day out. I know it sucks having to apply to many jobs, even those that you over, over qualify for before getting one interview because you have an unusual name. I've been there. I know it sucks having to work five to ten times harder than your white counterparts in order to keep your job and to keep yourself from being fired. I've been there. I know slavery and colonization and all those sucked and it sucks having that background. But guess what? You've got to use all of those experiences to buckle up and do whatever it takes. Don't let the enemy outside discourage you guys. Don't. Because you know what? The ladder, doing nothing about it, not following your goals and dreams because of societal constructs, it will just keep it will just keep you repeating the same generational cycle of poverty, cycle of challenges over and over, and it will never end. So to my minority folks and everyone listening, I urge you to go out there and chase your goals and dreams. Do whatever it takes. Take responsibility, even if you don't have to, to be better and to achieve. Like I said earlier, a journey to a thousand miles begins with a single, single step. Start today by doing the bare minimum, but the most important step, which is writing down your goals and dreams and work on it every day. Even if it's just 20 minutes a day, that's great. Next step write down two people you are doing it for a lot of times when we are doing things for ourselves for our own benefit we just give up easily because we don't take it seriously and don't see the effect it will have above us write down how you taking that leap of faith will benefit and change the lives of your family your wife your son your daughter community and so on write two or three people down that you taking that leap of faith will change their lives. Make your goals and dreams bigger than you and do it for someone else. Then strategize how you will get your first deal, second deal and snowball from there. 
All right, folks, thanks for listening. Until next time, stay hungry. Thank you for listening to Minority Landlords Podcast. Please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can reach as many people as possible. We will appreciate it if you tell your friends and family, too, about the podcast. Also visit us at minoritylandlords.com.